0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Have you ever felt cheated out of a deal when buying tickets from StubHub only to see that there's a $15 fee at the end of your original purchase? Or have you ever been on Vivid Seats and not even get your tickets? That that actually happened to me once. I ordered a ticket from Vivid Seats and I never got the ticket. And that's why I switched over to TickBick.com, where smart fans buy tickets online, no hidden fees, search and buy now 100% authentic tickets, best price guarantee, 24-7 customer service. Buy, bid on, and sell tickets with the confidence of their 110% guarantee. That's 110% guarantee. They show you the best deals with their algorithms and let you decide 0% buyer fees. Your ticket is $26. Your pr- your purchase is $26. No joke. The most transparent, consumer-friendly ticket marketplace on the web. Authentic, valid tickets backed by our 100% money-back guarantee. You'll love your ticketing experience from purchase through the final whistle or out. And no hidden fees. Like I said, if it's $26, hell, if it's $8, it is an $8 purchase. Save an average of 10 to 15% on every purchase guaranteed only at TickPick.com. Get your tickets now. Welcome back to another edition of the O Show podcast presented by Belly Up Sports. Be bold, stand out, ALDS, Game 3 Recap. Congratulations, Donnie. You could say the same for me. The New York Yankees are moving on. They sweep the Minnesota Twins again in postseason play. They are moving on to the American League Championship Series for the second time in three years. And it was pretty easy, wouldn't you say? Jack, easy game jack easy game i'd say an overall easy series i think the most most nervous i got was probably when paxton gave up the home run to polanco in the first then cruz in the third they were down two nothing and then after that after they went up three two in that third inning it was it was a cakewalk i mean tonight tonight had some tension i'd say the first two Absolutely. games were rather easy like they blew them out at 10-4 8-2 in games one and two pitched well they hit tremendously tonight was a little bit more close right off the bat though glaber puts you in front one nothing with the homer off Rizzy. so you're kind of comfortable there seve's getting himself into and out of trouble giving you a heart attack and then all he was like the Batansis tonight for four innings that second inning was the the stepping stone for that entire game because the, the twins were in it from the first moment on and were always disappointed. The Twins fans were always disappointed. Every single, they hit the ball hard. They did everything right. They pitched. They they just didn't hit Luis Severino, which is shocking because to me, I thought I thought Severino was going to get rocked in this game.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I I wasn't sure. You know, we talked about it on the first uh, episode uh, after Game One. We weren't sure how Severino was going to be able to pitch. You know, on the road. You know, we said he reacts to the crowd. Uh, you know, his fastball command was shoddy in the beginning of the game. Uh, his secondary pitches were pretty crisp though, which was nice. Um, so, but yeah, that second inning was the big inning. If they weren't after that, if they I, if they didn't get anything in the second inning, I knew that they weren't going to get anything out of Severino. You know, he bounced back in the third and fourth inning. looked good enough. He probably could have went out, went back out there for another inning if need be, but. The pen was rested, and it worked out in our favor.
0: I mean, 2017 AL wildcard game, he just implodes. Gets one out, I think, in the game before he got pulled by Girardi in the wildcard game against the Twins. Yeah, one out. Last year's ALDS game three at home against Boston didn't get out of the out of the third inning. Two and two-thirds gave up seven earned runs. To me, after he loaded the bases, I'm like, all right, the pressure's on. He's rattled now. This enti- This entire thing is going to fall apart. It's going to yeah, be like 100%, Niagara Falls. I
1: was nervous. Uh, you know, I think I would be a little bit more nervous if we weren't up 2-0, obviously. Right. But, you know, either way, you're still nervous. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, we're, everybody's been saying, you know, the whole knock on wood mantra, you know, that I've started. Um, <laughs> you know, everybody's kind of like, you know, we don't want to overlook the Twins. We don't want to get to the ALCS before we, we get there, obviously. We're there now, so we can say it. The Twins are a bunch of little bitches. They are are bitch, actually, if you want to go there, because that's really what it is.
0: There are three certainties now in life, Donnie. Death, taxes, and the New York Yankees kicking the holy shit out of the Minnesota Twins in postseason play. They have now defeated the Minnesota Twins. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six. Not seven. We can go all night. Not eight. Not nine. Not ten. Not eleven. Not twelve. But thirteen. Thirteen consecutive games in postseason play. It's unheard of. Rocco Baldelli came into this series. Was like Yankee Stadium doesn't intimidate me. Past <coughs> history against the Yankees in the postseason doesn't intimidate us. That wasn't our history. This is the 2019 Twins Bomba season. You got Snow. You got Cruz. You got Polanco. What happened, Rocco? What happened? <laughs>
1: I'll, t- I'll tell you what happened. The Yankees spanked that ass. That's what happened.
0: The Yankees taking yeah. care of business against the Twins. It's like almost like they're cursed against uh, the New York Yankees, whether it's the regular season or the postseason.
1: They are honestly. I mean, they had their best pitcher, in my opinion, out there tonight. He couldn't. He couldn't get through the third inning. Uh, you know, which was huge for us because was. We talked about it. We were both pretty worried about Overeasy. Uh, you know, and after that, I mean, there's nobody in that bullpen, the Twins bullpen, that's scary. I Me, mean, Trevor Rogers with their closer was in there in the sixth inning. He got shelled. Shout out to Didi. We'll get to him in a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, I wasn't worried after that.
0: I mean, it was almost like in the regular season we saw it. They were up eight two, I think, after four or five at Target Field in July. Didi hits a three run home run, then all of a sudden Hicks ties it in the ninth with two outs, down to their final out, end up winning in extras. Kepler hits the ball in the gap with the bases loaded. Hicks makes the diving catch. Uh, they go down three nothing in the next game. Come back and win the series two out of three. Now in this postseason, uh, it was going to be all about the home run, right? Twins yeah. hit three home runs in the first four innings in game one, and that's it. They don't reach the seats once after that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. They they you know they hit three hundred and seven home runs this year. Everybody wants to talk about how you know they hit more home runs than the Yankees, they hit more home runs than anybody else, but. You know, as I said, you know, after game one, good pitching always beats good hitting. And that's why you need guys like D.J. LeMahieu. You need guys like Oliver Torres. You need guys like Didi Gregorius with ball and play. You don't have you need a bunch of Miguel Sano's out there like the Twins got.
0: And that base is loaded. Nobody out jammed that Severino was in the second tonight. I mean, Sano's yeah. at the plate. Sano's at the plate. 3-2 pitch. You, you you bet Seve's going with the fastball. Yep. Because Sano's going to react to the fastball, or he's thinking fastball, he's going to react to the off-speed, which would have most likely been a changeup. Like, to me, I would have rather Severino give up a grand slam in that situation than walk in a run, because then he's just probably going to implode after that. He can't throw strikes.
1: Exactly.
0: His fastball, it was a nice elevated fastball high in the zone to the point where Sano couldn't get on top of it and just popped it up in the infield. I I thought I saw deja vu there for a second with uh, DJ LeMayhew at first base. Remember in game one, he drops the ball in the second inning, really no harm done there. But in this game with the bases loaded, he, he kind of seemed like he was tripped up right next to the mound. I'm like, holy shit. Or, I mean, they probably would have gotten the out. Nobody was going to be halfway down the line or anything. The guy from third, at least.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm, and I'm glad you brought that up because, I mean, the the unsung hero of the game tonight is the defense. You know, there was... A ton of phenomenal defensive plays. A couple by Aaron Judge. Thank God he's six foot seven because I don't think anybody that, would be, that anybody shorter than that would have been able to get those, play, those balls. Oh, yeah. DJ you made a couple of great plays. Labor Torres made a couple of phenomenal plays. D.D. Gregorius made a great he's diving catch in the ninth. Scared the shit out of me. Like, cause, you know, Because Chapman did scare the shit out of me a little bit in the ninth. But, you know, D.D. saved their ass there. So, like I said, the unsung hero of this game tonight 100% is the defense.
0: And the, all those defensive plays, like you mentioned, Didi's play in the ninth, judges grab, I think it was either in the sixth or the seventh off the bat of Sano. Of course, DeeDee, uh, or DJ, I keep saying didi DJ's uh, leaping grab at first base to end the inning in the third or the fourth. And then, of course, Glaber Torres, Glaber Ruth, ladies and gentlemen, with, with basically the defensive play of the game with that stop. All of these plays with runners in scoring position, all chances for the Twins to come across, contribute, score some runs, Make Target Field go bananas, turn it into Banana Lands. They did everything right. They hit the ball hard. But what more can you ask for? That they're cursed against the New York Yankees.
1: Yeah, no, they uh, they they put up a stat today. Well, uh, during the game, when, one of the times when they had runners in scoring position, and it said that the Twins were hitting .291 as a team with runners in scoring position this year. Obviously, that wasn't the case in the uh, in the playoffs against the Yankees. There's, there's, like you said, there's like there's some weird devil magic when it comes to the Yankees and the Twins. There's a black cloud around the Twins, and you know, I mean, we got to figure out a name for this curse. I mean, there was obviously the curse of the Bambino, the curse of the Billy Goat. Got to start thinking of a name for these uh, for the, the curse of the Twins.
0: Well, the last I think the last time they beat the Yankees in the division series was in '04. It was Game One. Johan Santana I think uh, yeah, pitched the, their, their way. Santana, yeah. I think they were at Yankee Stadium in that game so they went up one nothing then they lost the next 3 and then the rest is history they sweep them in 09 2010 win the wild card game in 2017 now sweep them again a 100 win or a 101 win team most home runs in baseball 307 just looked outmatched I mean it was a weird matchup going in Yankees and the Twins both offensive power hitting teams but the pitching on both ends was okay so you expected like colossal high scoring games hey, which you hey, saw from hey. our side
1: and I'll say it, Pineda fucked them. Pineda really did. That, that's that to me. I don't know if it would have been the difference in the series, obviously, because he only was going to pitch at least, probably at least one time. But you know, we saw it as Yankee fans. We saw it, Pineda has times where he does, you know, completely dominate people. And you know, having a guy like that, you know, out of the lineup because of steroids, you know, it, it really screws you over.
0: Now, I don't know if you heard it. I, I didn't really hear Rocco Baldelli's explanation on this, why they went to Odorizzi in Game 3 instead of Game 2, because in a must-win game, after losing Game 1, you're down one nothing. must win, you don't want to go down 2-0 going back home. Why throw Randy Dobnak, the former Uber and Lyft driver, in arguably the biggest game of your season when the guy literally played most of the season in single A and has no MLB postseason experience against a team that could rock you by inning number one at Yankee Stadium?
1: I don't know. I honestly don't know. I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. I know, like I said, I know that Odorizzi was, you know, uh, battling something. Uh, I heard it was, you know, an injury or I heard an illness. Uh, I don't know if it was just, like I said, I don't know if he was under the weather um, but, you know, either way, it didn't seem to matter because he didn't pitch good enough to, you know, to keep his team in the game. He only went, um, like I said, he, he went five innings. You know, he gave up two runs, uh, you know, which, I mean, listen, at, at that point, I think he should, he should, they should have kept him in for as long as they could. I'm trying to see how many pitches he threw here. It uh, doesn't show it, but Taylor Rogers came in, like I said, right after him. Their closer came in at sixth inning, pitched sixth two innings. innings. And, you know, he's the one that gave up, you know, a, a couple of runs too. He gave up a... a a run and then, you know, Sergio Romo, after, Sergio
0: Romo after him. Well, the thing about that move that doesn't make sense to me at all, Rogers, you bring in your closer in the sixth inning down by two, which is just a bizarre move. They mentioned on the broadcast, even John Smoltz, Rocco Baldelli, rookie year manager, making questionable decisions. We saw the same from Aaron Boone last year's uh, ALDS against the Red Sox. Remember when he brings in uh, Lance Lynn after Severino in game three when they're down by four. Like, what the hell? You know this guy's about to do as worse as Severino did. So this year, they bring in Rogers, their closer in the sixth inning, down by two against a heavily Yankees right-handed batting order. He came in to face Gardner for the first out. I think he struck him out on three or four pitches. And then it's Encarnacion, it's Stanton, it's Torres, it's Sanchez. I, I don't agree with that move.
1: Yeah, like I said, I don't either. I mean, I, I would have rode Odorizzi as far as he could. I mean, you could have probably gotten more than five innings out of him. He's been your best pitcher this year. Other than Barrios, and Barrios didn't have it in Game One, obviously. You know, again, I don't understand. I don't understand pitching the in Game Three, regardless. But if you are going to pitch him tonight in a, a winner go home type of game, you should keep him in the game for as long as he can go.
0: I I am just baffled that they went with Dobnak in Game Two. Like, there is there, the off chance, like we've seen it a thousand times, where the Yankees. Have no scouting report on a guy. They've never faced him, and then he goes six, seven it innings, two run ball.
1: It's happened yeah. a million times, but you know, and, and, and like, especially like I said, just a guy like that, like Randy, named Randy Dobnak, like was an Uber driver in the minors, and people need to just like get over themselves. The people that are out crying over the st- the fact that the Yankee fans were ch- chanting Uber, like they could chant a lot worse things than Uber at a guy. You like,
0: know, yeah. it was coming. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know
1: if you saw it was it.
0: in the Mabin. scouting report. They put it in the scouting report that he had a 499 rating on Uber and Lyft.
1: It was, it's on his Twitter bio, too. And I don't know if you saw it, but Cameron Maben uh, quote tweeted uh, John Boy and said, I rate this series a 4.99 out of 5.
0: Hey, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Go, so, go connect with him on LinkedIn. He's on LinkedIn, too, Randy Dobnak. Oh, yeah. Been <laughs> driving yeah. with Lyft and Uber since June of 2017. Still doing it.
1: Hey, man. Still well, making still
0: making that extra dough.
1: He might have to go back to Uber and Lyft again because I don't know if he's going to be back to the Naders next year.
0: I mean, I honestly, when I read that, 499, in the scouting report, the off chance, I mean, we've seen it before where it's just like a grand old postseason story where – a uh, former Uber driver who's getting his chance in the big leagues, comes in and shines against one of the most dominant teams in baseball, one of the most dominant offensive teams in baseball, shines to get his team back to a 1-1 series going into game three. Could have happened. But at the same yeah. time, there was nothing baseball-related baseball, baseball related to show you why the Yankees weren't going to smack him in two innings like they did.
1: Yeah, exactly. So like I said, I, I think that maybe it's just a rookie – Rookie manager making rookie mistakes like we saw Boone yeah. make last year. Uh, you know, and, and even this year too. I mean, you know, they won the series, but I don't know if I, you know, agree with the way that he's managed the bullpen so far. Uh, you know, using Ottavino for two guys and you know, just because he and because of a lefty coming up after after that, like I don't understand. Like all well, had a one ninety RA this year. He can't get lefties out all of a sudden.
0: Right. I mean, a lot of people disagree with it. I think I saw John Boy did agree with it. He likes the uh I want to say the energy, but, like, how Boone's been so just, like, nitty-gritty. Yeah. He's he's anxious like the rest of us. Either. And I don't hate that either,
1: especially with a guy like Severino when you don't know he, he can implode at any time, especially now because he's, you know, pitched three games all year or whatever it is. So, but, like I said, you know, if you're going to bring out of, you know, in for one guy, and I know it was Nelson Cruz, and I know there was two outs in the in- in- inning, but – I mean, you're wasting one of your best arms, and they're lucky because, you know, they ended up having to go to Chapman for five tonight, you know, and they were in, they went to Britain for an inning and a third. So, you know, they're lucky that it worked out, and I, I know a lot of the guys haven't pitched much, you know, in September, but still.
0: He didn't throw in game two either, did Ottavino, uh, or did he?
1: I don't believe so, no, because that one, they – they like you know I think that was like a chat like happened and all those guys because it was you know so far out of reach.
0: So he threw to Cruz in game one, his only batter walked him. Throws yeah, same thing. In game throws three. to Cruz in game three, walks him on four pitches. I think he threw twelve or thirteen pitches in the two games. So like yeah, in in the moment, in the spur of the moment, you're kind of second guessing Boone on that. But now you have know, well rested for another week going into potentially, most likely, a Houston ALCS where they have a heavy right-handed batting order as well where you can utilize them whenever you want. He'll probably throw multiple innings during multiple different games.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and also, I'm just looking at this now because I was just going to say we haven't we, have, we don't know what's going on with Zach Britton yet because he did come out of the game. Uh, from Lindsey Lindsay Adler, uh, Brian Cashman says he didn't even get a yellow flag from Zach Britton and the trainer about his removal from the game called it a green light. So I guess that means it's... Good. You know, I I guess that means he just, you know, maybe tweaked something, maybe had a cramp. I don't
0: know. I mean, you hope it's a cramp. The way he reacted tells you otherwise. Like him not giving the like him not giving any sort of warning in the trainer's room kind of tells me that he's kind of headstrong. It's postseason baseball. Adrenaline's up. Maybe he wants to fight through it, but who knows what's really down underneath Again the like you knew this was going to happen eventually. The season's just been riddled with injuries. Don't right, expect them to go throughout
1: more than 3 days without somebody significantly getting hurt.
0: Yeah, I mean, bullpen-wise, they have a ton of depth. If they lose Zach Britton, it hurts, but it's not the end of the world. You, no,
1: but, but now the 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 trigger is going to be a little bit, you know, a little bit less, you know, not as short with the with the with the starters if if you know, if you're not going to have Britton for an extended period of time either.
0: But again, now that Ottavino is well rested in this series, Ottavino, you'll see him come in games that I think Luis Severino, I think Severino's probably going to start game three. Well rested, they'll just go back. It'll go Paxton, Tanaka, Severino. Severino will not go more than, again, five innings. Like tonight, he went four innings against the Twins. So he'll probably go four, no, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, five.
1: Be, yeah, if he goes five innings, I'll shit a brick. That's that's where I'm at <laughs> with Severino right now.
0: I mean, four starts into the year, three phenomenal starts. I mean, tonight was shaky. Like, it could have blown up at any given moment. Yeah, walk the first got, guy. I'm like, here we go again.
1: Yeah, we got lucky. I mean, I was, you know, like I said, I was locked into every single pitch tonight. And, you know, like you said, first inning, you know, our first batter, he walks the first guy. And it's like, oh, shit, here we go again.
0: And no, none of those pitches were close. It was they were no, all like right. hiding away. I'm like, oh boy, he's going to get yeah, rattled right. right off and the bat. Of the
1: thing, like, we had no fastball command in the first inning. Like he wasn't even throwing that hard either. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, what's wrong with him? Like I'm thinking the worst. I'm thinking, you know, whatever. You know, I was it, like I said, luckily, you know, everything ended up, up all right. He grinded through four innings. Um, I can't believe I just said he grinded through four innings. Um, but you know, he got us through four innings.
0: And, and we're going on to the LCS. That's all that matters. We're going to the, the Rays, whoever the fuck it is. I don't care shit. Uh, it's interesting, though, in that series. We'll get that out in a little bit. Um, DD with the two RBIs tonight. Cameron Maben coming in for running Dede purposes and defensive purposes. I mean, that was a guy who was probably on his way out back in June. Like, yeah. he was probably going to be DFA'd. Clint Frazier was the other guy that got sent down when Stanton and Judge were on their way back. Because remember, Mabin was every day starting left field when Judge and Stanton were down. And then I forget what the corresponding move was, I think. Did Mabin get hurt and they had to put him on the DL? Yeah, yeah, he
1: got put on the IL for like a couple of weeks.
0: What a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Because by the time he comes back, Stanton's back on the DL and then he has a spot.
1: Exactly, yeah. And... And I said it to a buddy of mine tonight. We were texting about the game, and I said, "Maben is literally the epitome of next man up this year." And so for him to get a home run, like which was like the weirdest camera angle ever. Oh yeah. By the way, like I, I couldn't tell. Like like it was. Just, it looked like a pop. You know what? I'll t- I'll say this. If Bob Costas was calling this game, he would call that a 2019
0: home run. Uh he would probably it would probably be a the, like the Sterling effect. Honestly, he'd be like that one wrapping around the pole. And if it wasn't 30 feet under and if it wasn't – and if the wind wasn't blowing out, that would be a fly ball to the warning track. But on tonight's yeah. evening here at Target Field, it's a home run, 5-1 yeah. Yankees yeah, with Joe no emotion. I couldn't even
1: get the home run call in because Rosenthal was talking about something. I can't remember what it was. But he was like – I, I watched the replay and he wouldn't shut up.
0: <laughs> but uh, so the Yankees – Moving on, who would you say is the uh, series uh, MVP, even though they don't have a division series MVP, which I honestly think they should change?
1: Yeah. I mean, they have it in the LCS, and they might as well. So my MVP, 100%, 110%, has got to be the guy that got the championship belt tonight in the locker room, and that's Glaber, Torres, G-Baby, Glaber, call him whatever you want, 22 years old, and he had a monster, monster, monster series.
0: So what? Uh, he had at least one RBI on that play in the third inning that put them up 3-2. Looked like a double play ball to end the inning. Bases loaded one out. So and, he went
1: 3-4 with an RBI. Uh, he hit 4-17 uh, with a uh, 1,400 OPS in the series.
0: So he homered tonight. That's an RBI there. Had at least three RBIs in game one.
1: And then I think he had another RBI in game two. At least at least one RBI in game two. I know he had more than more than that, or at least one.
0: So a say. homer, five runs batted yeah. in. On base, plethora amount of times. I'll use the word plethora to describe his on base percentage.
1: Uh, got a home run, four RBIs, two stolen bases, uh, f- and then uh, five hits and five runs scored and twelve at bats in the uh, in the series.
0: That's uh, not too shabby, there, Donnie. It's
1: pretty pretty good, as as uh, you know. That's that's like I said. I mean. He was somebody that I was interested to watch this year because, you know, last year was his first year. They played, you know, against the Red Sox. It was a tough series all around. He didn't have a great series. So I was wanting but you knew he was better than that. You knew he was gonna be, you know, better than he was last year, and he showed up and he showed up to the superstar status that we all know and loved Labor Torres to be. I say again, thank you, Theo Epstein. Thank you. We would not take Chapman back to, you know, you know, we'll take Chapman off your hands.
0: Steel of the century.
1: Thank you, Theo. That that will go down. I don't care what trades happen. You could trade a a bag of balls for a Hall of Famer. This will be the best trade ever.
0: That trade doesn't happen if you don't think you're going to win the World Series that year, though. Because Glaber Torres is a highly touted prospect for a guy who you know you're just going to throw his arm out just because he's going to be a rental. You're not going to re-sign him. Yeah, that's the thing.
1: They knew they the Cubs could have could have resigned him if they wanted to, but they knew and that was their year to win the World Series and obviously they did and he had a hand in it, you know. I I again, I was thinking about that too. Like, you know, when he's pitching in the ninth inning he gives up a home run obviously to, to Rajai Davis, but came back after the rain delay and you know, kept them in the game. Um so he did have a hand in their World Series.
0: Yeah, he almost blew it for him. And yeah. honestly, Theo got lowballed by Cash on this one. And he knew it. And he knew it, too. He's like, I got to win a World Series.
1: And the thing is, like, we even got Adam Warren back, who was a solid reliever for us for how many years? You know, he ended up going to San Diego, I think. And then we got Billy McKinney out of that, who we ended up getting for Jay Happ, which is, you know, I mean, Happ was very good down the stretch last year for us. You know, I don't know. She had an up-and-down year this year. We'll see. You know, I think he might end up coming up in a big spot this year in the, pl- in the, in the playoffs, though. I don't know why. It's just a weird
0: feeling. Oh, yeah. depth Depth's going to be key in this series. We'll see what Zach Britton's situation is. But like a good glaber, Torres was there in this series, not to quote John Sterling or anything. Absolutely.
1: I can, I'm can. i telling you, man, once this, once we're done with this, I can't wait to watch these celebration videos. I'm already, I'm already looking at a few of them.
0: Pop the champagne. I know there's a few guys. I don't know if you follow, like, Bronx pinstripes. Oh, uh, yeah, Absolutely all the Yankee accounts. We all do. Uh, one of their guys, JJ, JJ. JJ, Yeah, yeah, yeah. JJ from the Bronx on the George's box, uh, podcast. I I
1: interviewed JJ a couple years ago. He's a cool dude. So you, you,
0: you know, JJ, I hear, you know, hubs too. Um,
1: I I know hubs a little bit. Yeah. I met him. Um, I met him at the, um, bar still at the park last year and this year. And then he, uh, I've DM'd him a few times. We've talked, you know, about Yankees and stuff like that. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm a I'm a Karabas guy. I met Carabas in Boston. I've had him on a few times here. I love Jared. I've had – me and Jared have had a few spats on Twitter um, because,
1: like, I, I, it's so dumb because so many Yankee fans just get tro- get triggered by him and they're, like, you know, they're the Vinnie Bots Yankee fans. Yeah. And they're just, like, you know, the gold chain wear and, you know, untucked shirt or whatever, you know, but for the, you know, the – The civilized Yankee fans such as ourselves, we realize that Jared is just a complete troll. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's a character. Definitely a WWE character.
0: Exactly. A big WWE guy, too. I think I talk to him more about WWE than I do baseball. Oh, yeah? But, like, he's a character. And it's he plays the heel role so well in New York that everybody hates him. And you're right. It's like the Italian Stallions, all the Italian guys... Uh, jeans down to their ass cracks, you know? Like, they're just like, you You won't sit in the short porch. You, you won't sit in the bleach of creatures. Yeah, and then I talked to uh, John Boy before he blew up oh, right. on social media. Another great hey, standout Boy, guy.
1: Yeah,
0: oh, absolutely. John Boy Media. We got to get over there one of these days.
1: Absolutely. Going back to the game tonight, um, you know, I now we can look forward to, you know, we don't know who's next yet, but I did... Love the fact that the race came back today. Spanked up on that mental midget, Zach Ranke. I'm
0: glad we don't have to worry about him now.
1: No, uh, yeah. And the thing is, is now is, now tomorrow is, is key, obviously, because Verlander's coming on 30, three days rest, and if they race somehow, pull a rabbit out of their asshole, um, you know, we'll, you know it, th- there's a possibility that, you know, then, they, or, or then the Astros are going to have to go with Cole in game five. And that's totally going to screw up their rotation, which is
0: huge. Well, that I think that was the thing Ken Rosenthal was talking to the guys about when Cameron Maben hit the home run. So regardless, oh. if the Rays and uh, like if hell freezes over and the Rays somehow erase a, a 2-0 deficit and are able to beat Cole and Verlander in games four and five, it, let's say like tomorrow's game is huge. Regardless if they if the yeah. Astros go on or if the Rays go on, if the Rays are able to knock off Verlander in game four. And let's say Cole just dominates like he did in game two, Astros move on. Then their rotation, like you just said, is kinda all out of sorts for the ALCS against the Yankees to start out. You have to go Granky in game one at home, which it really doesn't matter if they're in Houston or New York. Granky's not Garrett Cole or Justin Verlander. The Yankees could pounce on him early, go up one nothing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Cranky could get triggered so quickly, it's not even funny.
0: And then you'd have to go Cole game two, which would probably be normal rest for him anyway, and then Verlander game three in New York in front of the Yankee crowd, which yeah. is a total game changer, having Verlander at Yankee Stadium as opposed to Minute Maid Park. That, that could potentially help the Yankees early on in the series, but let's say, and it's probably going to, if it's Yankees-Astros, it's going six or seven at least. I don't yeah. see either team pulling it out in four or five games here. If you go to game six and seven back in Houston, it's going to be Garrett Cole in game six and Justin Verlander in game seven, which on the back end is a nightmare to deal with. If you look at it from that perspective.
1: It is. And can can I be honest with you? I kind of hope it's the Astros. You know, I I feel like if the Rays somehow squeak this out, it's just not going to feel the same. You know, this is like, I'm talking, I'm being completely spoiled. I'm a spoiled little brat here, but... You know, like, everybody wanted it to be the Houston Yankees the entire year. And, you know, if the Rays just come out here and just spoil all of our fun, it would just be, you know, just not as fun.
0: I won't complain if the Rays go, but, yes, if if it's Yankees-Astros again, like, flashbacks from 2017 come back. Like, you want, like, this is going to be the most satisfying series win ever. Use.
1: I want to go to war with the Houston Astros. I want to live and die with the Houston Astros. If we're going to lose, I want to lose to the best team in the, in the American League.
0: I don't know about you, but that 2017 series, I probably didn't talk to my friends for like four days after that series was over. I remember thinking on the off day after they won game five, they're up three games to two, going back to Houston. I'm like, they're going to go to the World Series. This is going to be the first time in like my adult life. They've won multiple times during my childhood. But like the first time I, I'm going to get to enjoy it as an adult for a team that wasn't even supposed to make the playoffs in 2017, wasn't supposed to get past the uh, Cleveland Indians down 2-0 in the ALDS, shock the world there, shock the baseball world and winning game five in Cleveland. Then they go down 2-0 against Houston in the ALCS, come back to win the next three at home. You're like, this is just a magical run. They're, they're, they're not, no one's going to stop them. And then the Houston Astros did. The Yankees just couldn't win a game on the road. Tonight, they proved that they can win a game on the road. They could clinch a game on the road. Houston's all entirely different ball game, though.
1: No, yeah, 100%. And like I said, you know, it, it, whoever it comes down to, it comes down to. I mean, you know, I'll I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, For games one and two of the 17 LCS, I was at a wedding in Maine. So luckily we weren't in, like, the sticks of Maine where like I actually had, like, Wi-Fi and running water and shit, which was good. So, like, Friday night was like a, you know, like a reception get-together type thing. We didn't, my, the, me and my friend didn't end up getting up there until late anyways. So I just popped open the laptop, watched the game. Obviously, it wasn't a great game to watch. Saturday was the wedding. um, But again, not another good, another good game, game to watch again. So it didn't really matter. I got drunk anyways, so. I drown my sorrows in, uh, you know, Maine's finest.
0: I think Game Two was more painful than Game One. You go down Game One, Keuchel just out pitches you. Fine, we're down one nothing. Game yeah. Two, you gotta win, and it came down to Gary Sanchez dropping the ball at home plate when Jose Altuve would have been gunned down for the final out in the ninth inning. Carlos Correa hits a ball in the gap with Altuve running. One one game in the ninth inning with two outs, and Didi throws a rocket right to Gary, and Gary just. He dropped it, plain as day, dropped it. Altuve's halfway down the line, and Gary, like, doesn't even rush to go get the ball, and Altuve just slides in safely. Should have been out on the play.
1: No, yeah, exactly. That, that was a horrible, like I said, I, there's a reason why I dropped my sorrows that night. Um, but, you know, I mean, listen, it's, these, the thing that I keep going back to, and I've talked to my friends about this, I've talked to, you know, just anybody that, you know, will listen to me basically at this point, um, is that this team's different. This team is not 2017. This team's not the boring ass team from last year that couldn't get ahead with runners and scoring position. There's guys on this team that are A, a the young guys on this team from 2017 have been to multiple postseasons now. They know what it takes to win on the road. And they brought in guys like, you know, Edwin and Encarnacion, who, you know, was a close second for me for MVP for the series. DJ LeMahieu, another one who could have easily been the MVP of the series, you know, should be top three in the MVP voting. In general for the year. So, you know, like I said, this is a different team. I understand we're going up against either, you know, if, if the Astros get there, we're going up against a bear, you know, a pitching staff, but it's a different team.
0: And all, I mean, different team this year in the regular season, obviously that gets thrown out of the window in the ALCS American League Championship Series. But the Yankees and the Astros did exactly what they did, basically, in 2017. They won all their games at home. The Yankees got swept in Houston in April. Then the Yankees, I think, won three of four at home in June against the Astros. The only loss in that series was to Verlander, who dominated them on like a Sunday matinee game. So, yeah, and they end up coming back to a, a little bit after after he got knocked out too. It was, yeah, it was like, I, it was like a, they were losing like nine nothing in the sixth. They took Verlander out. Lemay, he had a three run homer. I think they yeah, lost like nine great. five or something.
1: Like I said, you know, it's a completely different team from a couple of years ago. Like you know, it, it's I'm ready. I'm ready for fuck. I'm ready for whatever is coming our way, regardless of whoever it is. Obviously, we can get into it once we know for sure who it's going to be. But I'm ready. Regardless, I'm ready.
0: The biggest ready. difference between this team in 2017 is the most important thing that's going to help us against Verlander and Cole and Granky and Wade Miley. It's the depth in our lineup. Yeah. I mean, in 2017, I think Chase Headley was hitting 7th. Jacoby Ellsbury <laughs> was hitting ninth. you know? Yep. Like, yeah. Like, those, exactly. those are guys where you're like, all right, just, like, work the count, get on base. Catcher's He's interference, please. Like, that's probably Jacoby Ellsbury's greatest... Um, asset, the catcher's interference. He's just able to slap his bat on top of the catcher's mitt. Yeah, exactly. Does it more it's than like, anybody in baseball?
1: $23 million a year.
0: I mean, I think Starling Castro was our five-hitter. If I'm looking yeah, back yeah. at it, it was like Gardner, Gardner Judge Gregorius, Sanchez, Castro, Bird, Headley. Yeah. It wasn't It wasn't deep. I mean, yeah. Gio was, Rochelle is our like nice We
1: don't have a guy like Cameron Mabin coming off the bench who hit 290 in, 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 during the regular season and just hit a home run and Game three to help us
0: win. Not to mention they didn't use Luke Voigt once in that entire series. Yeah, I know he used one for 34 going in. Like, he, he was ice cold going in. But, right. you know, he's had some time off. Now he's had almost two weeks to rest going into this series come yeah. Saturday.
1: Yeah, and the biggest thing, too, is that Didi came in like, you know, you're talking about coming in ice cold. I mean, Didi came in ice cold. I mean, you know, the dude was frozen for all of September, basically. And, you know... Like, he does, because DeeDee's clutch, and that's what he does. He comes through in the clutch, again, for like he's done for the last three years. He's been, you know, we've been in the playoffs with him. So, you know, it's like it's like a light turns on. You know, he could be 0 for 34 coming coming out of the regular season. But, you know, bang, Grand Slam yesterday, you know, a couple RBIs today. Everybody was talking about, you know, well, we should probably give D.D. a day off here or there. I mean, I'll try and get Boyd in there. I don't see that happening now.
0: I mean, not to mention he's been a total twin killer since he joined the Yankees. Yeah. Everybody remembers the huge three-run home run in the wild card game. That's probably his vintage moment as a Yankee, if not the grand slam in came Two the other day. Like that, yeah. that, that wild card home run's been played over and over and over again until this year.
1: I, I was there, and I blacked out during that home run legitimately i do not remember the home run all i remember is like my friends like jumping up around me and like everybody screaming and high-fiving and beer being tossed everywhere that's literally i do not remember the home run um
0: my buddy who brought me to a ton of games that year had season tickets and he was outside still waiting to get in when that home run got hit in the wild oh, card game really? Jeez. and then uh i went to him with I went with him to Game Three against the Indians when Bird was the solo offensive asset in that game. It hit the there. hit the home run. It was all right. I mean, to a I lot was, of fans, that was a great I was moment.
1: Fifteen feet away from that home run
0: uh, in the second deck.
1: Yeah, so I didn't even so you know if you ever sit in the, you've ever sit in the second deck in right field. Yeah. It's kind of tough to see when like the ball gets into deep right field. So I thought it was just a pop-up and everybody's, like, freaking out. But, you know, that they, they get freaked out, of, especially in postseason games, they freak out for a pop-up to center field. Yeah. So I'm, like, looking at it. All of a sudden, I see a ball just coming at us. Like I said, like 15 feet away from me. People were tackling each other for the ball. I saw people get thrown off of the ball. Like, people were fighting over it. It was insane.
0: How was the uh, LCS against Houston? Did you go to any of those games?
1: No, I didn't get a chance to go to any of those games. I, was, I, I like you, I had a buddy who... Uh, knew a friend who had season tickets or whatever. They, were, they couldn't go to that Game 3 game, so we ended up doing that. And I paid like $120 for the, uh, just to stand for the wildcard game, so I was tapped out after that.
0: Yeah, I, I had a choice because I'm going to school in Arizona, so I'd have to fly back. And I'm like, right. if I, like I flew back for the ALDS because it was like family weekend here. I may as well just go home if I have a four-day weekend. Checked out Game 3 against the Indians. If I were to go back, it would be for the World Series. And he gave yeah, me like his, cool. he gave me his spare, uh, his spare um, ticket stubs. So I had like Yankees World Series tickets in my lap, watching Game Seven of the ALCS against Houston. But he was telling me during games three, four, and five, just like the craziest times of his entire life. Like he'd wake up at school the next morning, just, just tired, just fucking tired. And it was just like, man, we got to do it all over again tonight, baby. Let's go, let's do it.
1: Honestly, man, like I, I'm going to be, you know, thank God we got, you know, a couple of days off because, you know, like we popped on tonight and you're like, it's like 1 a.m. there, right? Aren't you tired? And I looked at the clock and I'm like, oh, shit. It it's is 1 a.m., yeah. I literally, I literally have not looked at the time from the time the game started until I got here. I didn't even realize what time it was. That's, <laughs> how, that's how fucking wired I am.
0: Postseason baseball, the October anxiety, this has to be the best time of the year, especially when your team's winning. It's the
1: best time of the year, especially when your team's winning. You know, maybe you go two and zero in fantasy too. That doesn't hurt things. Not a big deal for your boy. You know, but yeah, no. It's especially because I'm a Steelers fan. And we are god awful. So the Yankees are, you know, keeping me sane right now.
0: Yeah, this definitely helps uh, my fantasy season. I'm zero five currently in two, two leagues. So it's been
1: two and no three and two in both leagues, uh, and then I'm still knock <laughs> on wood undefeated in my survival league.
0: <laughs> so, so we'll wrap up this episode with this burning question we talked about the significance of tomorrow's Rays Astros game if they win it shifts the pitching rotation you get Granke in game one Verlander in game two if Houston wins you get the normal rested pitching rotation of Verlander game one Cole game two but then on the other end of it you get I believe Cole in game six and then Granke in game seven so what would you rather have? The Rays win tomorrow to screw up the first half of that series with the Astros, or have the Astros win tomorrow and have the rotation set as it is and take your chances with a Granky and a potential game seven, or just have the Rays do the whole nine and come back and then we got the Rays and the LCS, even though it's not satisfying, but it's a it's a freebie to the World Series. You gotta take that if you get it.
1: So I would be worried about the Rays because if they're gonna if, if you know, it's cliche to say, but anything can happen in October. Um, if the Rays come back and they beat the, the Astros, the best team in the American League, possibly the best team in baseball, that's a hot team going into a series, you know, that has had very little rest. I know, you know, that's a big factor, but I wouldn't want to see the Rays if they come all the way back. Let's put it that way. So I think what I would say is is take them to game five. Let them use all of their pitchers so that they have to start ranking game one. Try and get, you know, because the thing is, is is if we get to a game seven, you know, bring on the booze, bring on any mind numbing substance you can find. But if we don't get there, let's just, you know, let's just get through the first few games. You know what I mean? I mean, I I would not say I'm not saying this would ever happen. I don't think it will in a million years. If we could somehow get, you know, get the first couple of games in Houston, you know, maybe we don't have to go to a game seven. I think regardless, if we do play Houston, though, it is going to go to seven games. So. Let's just try and get the,
0: as many games as the, on the front end as we can. To me, to, I, I, the Rays winning tomorrow hurts the Yankees on the back end if the Houston pulls it out in Game 5 because then you got Cole and Verlander in Game 6 and 7 on the road, which is a which nightmare. Is it's a nightmare. But if the Astros win... Then, yeah, you get Granke in a potential Game 7. Like you mentioned, this is a totally different year. I don't think it's going to come down to every team winning every game at home. I see the Yankees taking at very least one in those first two games. It'd be a miracle if they took both against a Verlander or a Cole or a Granke and a Cole, which would be huge going back home. I mean, the momentum would be insurmountable for Houston going back to the boogie down in the Bronx. But to me, it doesn't really matter who win. I think the Astros ultimately win anyway. I don't think this Rays lineup is deep enough to salvage off Verlander in Game Four at at the Trop, which is really not home field advantage if you're looking at it from any aspect. And then you got Cole, who who historically dominated you in Houston. He'll dominate you again. So either way, bring on the Houston Astros 2017 ALCS rematch. It's going to be one. For the ages.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, like I said, we can we can speculate all we want, the pro, you know, but the thing we have to do is we have to go out there tomorrow. We have to watch this game. We have to hope and pray that you know something happens. You know, because either way, we are in
0: the ALCS. We are in the ALCS, Jack. We are in the ALCS. That's Second all. Second that time.
1: Now. Yankees only. We're in the ALCS. Who gives a
0: fuck who we play? We are the only team left in this postseason that's undefeated, too.
1: Yeah. Everybody had a chance to, to to move on today. We're the only ones that did.
0: We'll see what happens. Maybe Kevin Kiermeyer hits Verlander in the shin and he's out.
1: I don't wish injuries upon anybody, but I mean uh, you know, if he gets a little welt on his ankle, he can't walk for maybe three or four weeks, it's gonna be uncomfortable, but I think he'll be okay. He's a multimillionaire.
0: Yeah, don't don't tear your ACL, don't get Tommy John surgery. don't no career ending injuries. But just no, give us something that'll keep you out for the next two to four weeks. Yeah, just
1: make your ankle the size of a bowling ball. That's we'd
0: we'd appreciate play. it. I'm honestly more afraid of Garrett Cole after his performance on Saturday than I am Verlander.
1: I'm I, always going to be, I'm always going to be scared of Verlander. Verlander's the boogeyman for the Yankees. They, they, you know, the the fact that they could have had a chance at him in 2017 and didn't go and didn't get him is going to haunt them. I think for as long as he continues to pitch.
0: I think if the Yankees – I mean, we've seen it in games against Verlander where they get a couple runners on and someone – we saw Todd Frazier in game six almost hit a three-run homer, but George Springer had to be the bastard that he is and yeah. went up and grabbed it, which sucked. And then yeah. this year, DJ, I think, was the one who hit a home run off him at Yankee Stadium, yeah. a big three-run yeah, run. A three-run homer. Get a few guys on him, take him deep. They're going to have to beat him with a long ball, I think, because the second yeah. he drops that curveball in there, it's game over.
1: He's given up a ton of home runs this year. A lot of them have been solo home runs. Um, So, you know, I think he picks the spots when he's, you know, not that he's trying to give up runs, but I think he picks picks the spots sometimes where he knows, like, yeah, this is 100 miles an hour. It may be, you know, a little bit too far on the plate where this guy's going to go bridge, but there's nobody on base, and it's 6-1 to who gives a shit.
0: Exactly. That's the other thing against those guys. Yankees pitchers have to be on their A game. You cannot go down against the Houston Astros – by four or five early because it's game over
1: yeah and i think we're gonna need to get a little we're gonna need to get need to get more length out of them i think you could i think that they'll they'll, they'll get more length though i think that especially tanaka i think the reason they took them out was because it was such a big deficit for the twins i think they were just kind of like you know what we got to get some you know work in for our guys because most of them didn't pitch much in september obviously so but i think you get length out of tanaka i think you can probably get length out of, out of paxton you know, Severino, I'm not, you know, too sure about. We'll see what happens. But, you know, I think they need to get more length out of their starters. For
0: and sure. That's that's the one thing about that twin series. It was nice. It was cozy. After game one, you kind of – after the DD Grand Slam, really, you kind of assumed, all right, this is going to be a cakewalk. You're going in from a nice, cozy series to the Lions' Den in the Houston yeah. Astros. Like, you're going from zero to 100 real quick. Yeah, Everybody's exactly. got to be ready.
1: You know, regardless of who they play, because – you know, as I've said before, the trop the trop is you know the house of horrors for the Yankees. You know, I, I just like I, if they, if the Rays come back somehow, I can one hundred percent see uh, a game coming down to a ball hit you know that goes off the catwalk and it's called an out when it should have been a home run or vice versa or whatever. So you know, regardless of who they end up playing, it's not going to be a cakewalk.
0: No, and remember, like you mentioned, we are in the ALCS. We have to see who wins yep. tomorrow. If it's the Tampa Bay Rays who somehow are able to freeze over hell, good luck to you. Yankee Stadium, you're not winning a game. I don't think the Rays can beat the Yankees at Yankee Stadium in a postseason atmosphere. I don't think the TROP, yeah, I don't think like the right. TROP, you say it's the house of horrors. Like the Yankees have proven they can win there. Yes, the dimensions could screw you over big time, especially with our power hitters. But Houston, that is a tough place to win a ball game.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, neither place is going to be, you know, an easy, an easy win. You know, there's no, you know, and, and obviously the, the the Rays have three phenomenal pitchers too in Tyler Glass now, and Charlie Morton and, and uh, Blake Snell. But you know, I think obviously we we would be more terrified of big three for the uh, the Astros. But like I said, neither neither game, neither neither team is going to be a cakewalk. Fact of the matter is, is we are in. We made it past the Twins. The curse of
0: the curse of the Twin Cities. The curse of the Bronx Bombers. Yeah, right now. whatever. we we'll
1: workshop it. But uh, you know, the, the curse is still on. The curse. Can, the curse lives. We're in the LCS. We're on to bigger and better things. Let's go win a fucking World Series, Jack.
0: The New York Yankees advanced to the American League Championship Series for the second time in three seasons. We got two game fives in the NLDS is coming up between Cardinals, Braves, Dodgers, Nationals. Hey, Donnie. Yeah. Would you like to win two free tickets to a potential league championship series matchup? Do bear shit in the woods. Do you also have a tick-pick account? Absolutely. Then you, my friend, like all of the rest of our listeners, can enter for a chance to win those two free tickets to a league championship matchup. Using your tick-pick account, all you gotta do is predict the LCS matchups for either the ALCS or and or the NLCS just for a chance to be entered into the lottery, that is the randomizer app, to see who wins two free tickets to an LCS game of your choosing I think I have an idea of who you'd choose Well,
1: absolutely. we'll see true, baby.
0: we'll see who wins so enter that contest, DM us on Instagram and or Twitter your predictions for the ALCS series coming in the next weekend for a chance to win two free tickets to either an NLCS matchup or an ALCS matchup. Remember, The O Show is presented by Belly Up Sports. Be bold, stand out, check out all podcasts, including that crappy one called The Corner Booth Podcast with a guy named, I think his name is Jim?
1: Yeah, yeah, Clam? Clam, maybe?
0: Jim Clam?
1: Yeah, Jim Clam. Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Yeah, it's called The Corner Booth with Jim Clam. You could check that one out. Apparently it gets high ratings. You got Chair Gaten, the NASCAR podcast. Go check out the Belly Up Shop, too. A great Effing Savages New York Yankees shirt provided by the Osho Podcast. Phenomenal buy. Just bought one myself. Gear up for the ALCS right now. And I guess we're, we're going to end this episode because you weren't on the ALDS Game 2 recap. Uh, you told me why you weren't. At the end, I kind of shared with our listeners why you weren't. Oh. God. So, uh, so what's the consensus? I know we talked about it a little bit earlier before we went on. You, so, you didn't so hit a home run. Was,
1: uh, you know, for those who didn't listen to Game Two, uh, go listen to Game Two. Um, you know, the recap podcast. I don't know what you're doing. Listen to Game Three when you haven't listened to Game Two. Uh, but for those who haven't, I was talking to a real live human girl, um, she's not a robot. A very good lady not a robot, very, uh, very alive, uh, very nice lady, uh, co-worker of my friend. Uh, and let's, we didn't hit a home run, but you know, we're making progress. Let's put it that way.
0: All we, you can only ask for singles, Donnie singles. Please,
1: well, shortly, if we can get a bunch single down the line, I'll take that and run with
0: it. We like singles. You know who didn't like singles? The Minnesota twins, two RBI singles from DD Gregorius and they're done. The curse continues. We're on to the ALCS. Bring on the Houston Astros. Hit it, Hootie.